Welcome to the Spectral Phenomena Podcast, your source for all things offbeat, strange, unexplained, and paranormal. Here are your hosts, Ken Sanner and Mustafa Sadiq. Imagine this. You live alone. You know you left your keys on the counter, but they aren't there. You look all over the house only to discover the keys inches away from where you first left them. You're on a Sasquatch hunt. You see something in the woods when suddenly you see a strange light in the sky. You look up and start filming it when suddenly your prey is gone. You set up a camera to record in your haunted house. Side note, I have a picture to show you from the farm. Uh, and all of your cabinets fly open. You check your camera, it's all static. Welcome back to Spectral Phenomena. We are your hosts, Ken Sanner and Mustafa Sadiq. What's up, guys? All I can picture right now is Ken at his Halloween party with his cape flowing behind him when uh, he was describing uh, his keys missing. I was like, you might want to check under your steps. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that night. It was really (laughs) bad. That was like... That was like wedding Ken, which only happens like once every three years, and then that happened, and it was really bad. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a blast, dude. That was that was like especially yeah. That was well, well. I guess we won't talk too much about it on the recording, but it was it was a oh, good time. It was a good time. I'm glad. I, I don't remember most of it, but what I do remember is that this is our final episode of season one. It is. Can you believe it, Moose? We have come pretty far. We have come far. It's been a wild ride. I'm not sure anyone's going like, to listen, but I've had a good time. Uh, I hope so. We'll find out soon. And I will also say it has been a great, uh, a great fun project to do with you because I know we've been talking about it for a while. And and uh, during all this COVID nonsense, it's a breath of fresh air. Yes, it is. And look, even if nobody ever listens to this, I will still join you on a weekly phone call just to talk about this crap because I, like it. I need it. I, I will it. also say that someone will eventually listen to it in my inevitable political career. They will use this to try to sh- smear me. So, I mean, oh, me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah, we're, we're we're probably actually going to run against each other, and then they'll bring this podcast out against both of us. Yep. And then, then what? I don't know. I that, think that be will be the ultimate publicity stunt for the podcast, because then that everyone, <laughs> then everyone will go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight we're going to cover something different. Something more abstract, less tangible than the rest of what we've talked about. Tonight we're going to talk about the trickster element to the paranormal. And this is something, if you are in any way steeped in the lore of the paranormal, if you listen to podcasts or radio shows or TV shows, this is something you hear come up, but it's like it's mentioned and never really talked about. And I think it's really important because the idea of the trickster really permeates the lore, the mythologies, the religions of the world. And this is something that is, I, I think it's inseparable from the paranormal because I, I, to me, we'll have to get, we'll have to get into a deep episode about this one day, maybe after I've had like 12 beers or something, but um, just the idea of the paranormal and how it relates to world religion and mythology and, the ideas of this phenomena because it, it is 
something that that just goes throughout everything in our history and our human development. But anyway, so what is a trickster? So in mythology and the study of folklore and religion, a trickster is a character in a story, whether it's a god, a goddess, a spirit, a human, or an anthropomorphism, which exhibits a great degree. I'm going to need you to say that word three times fast. Yeah, I know. Uh, I basically just slurred it. But whatever it is, it exhibits a great degree of intellect or secret knowledge. And it uses that to play tricks or otherwise disobey the normal rules and disobey conventional behavior. So these characters are they're cunning. They're foolish. They play tricks on mortals and they play tricks on gods. And their idea is that they're mocking authority. And we can get into a lot of uh, cultural specific tricksters. And I've got a few here, but there are many, many more out there. So Southwestern Native American lore, these beings often took the form of a coyote. And basically they were the anti-shaman or a parody of the shaman. So when you think of a shaman, you think of the, the healer, the religious leader of that tribe. And these were basically the opposite of that. In ancient Greek tradition, Hermes was uh, a trickster. And he's also often seen as a comical figure who took opposite roles of whoever he encountered. So basically, when you think of a, you know, an archetype of whatever type of person he encountered, he was the opposite. Um, African religion has a lot of examples of tricksters. Uh, one in particular is Isu Isu who enjoyed exposing the follies of man. This is a Yoruba people story. Uh, some other examples are the, is Loki in Norse mythology, uh, Anna Sanzi in Africa, Kitsui or fox spirits in Japan, or even Krishna in Hinduism, who is a god who has trickster elements, uh, and Sesi, a Brazilian trickster. Uh, a lot of times, tricksters are associated with animals such as coyotes, rabbits like briar rabbit, foxes, and ravens uh, also are traditionally uh, associated with tricksters. And that's kind of what I had for the, um, I guess, history of tricksters. And it's not that I'm trying to build a history of examples of tricksters and modern paranormal phenomena, but I think it's important to understand tricksters in the traditional religious and mythology sense uh, around the world, because I think that religion and mythology and the paranormal are very closely tied together. And I think a lot of people don't want to talk about that, but I think that it's very important that we understand that because I, I think a lot of this is one and the same. So do you have any thoughts on that before we uh, start looking at some particularly trickster elements for the paranormal? So I do want to bring up um, the the way we're describing it here. We're not exactly describing it as a uh, a single entity, but we're describing it as, a, you know, a, a adjectives, right? So uh, descriptives of entities and how uh, different cultures have similar um, traits associated, which, uh, you know, can uh, put very well. Um, I also want to say that uh, a lot of times there's a negative connotation to these, uh, 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 whether they're actual descriptions of actual entities or um, phenomena in general. 
Um, the one uh, one thing I would allude to, well, not, not allude to, but one thing I would like to mention is even in uh, modern paranormal sightings and experiences, um, the element of high strangeness, which we've talked about before, um, is pervasive throughout. You know, say um, during a UFO sighting, you might have uh, experiences of, of, of time lapse, um, uh, experiences with other uh, 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 paranormal entities. I know Ken's going to talk about Skinwalker Ranch. Um, we a previous episode we talked about these Tic Tac UFOs, but also having experiences with. Um, um, uh, other uh, elements in the water as opposed to you know the sky and other uh, uh, electrical abnormalities that occur so I think it, it and we, we can talk about this more later but I think it's more uh, I really think that the the trickster element is a um, a uh, whatever occurs whatever the phenomena is it that phenomena has a uh, interaction with time right and or like the you know the the dimension that we're in which may uh, uh, which may cause other uh, phenomena that's associated with it. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your thunder, Ken, but uh, that's just something I wanted to mention. No, take all the thunder you want, man. Um, so we're going to jump down a couple of points in my conclusions there, just based on what you just said, and we'll, we'll go back up to the top later. But I think that the idea that this isn't a singular entity may not be completely right this could be multiple entities this could be the nature of these entities whether they are earth spirits or demonic or just something we don't understand um but i also wonder if this isn't an element to the higher consciousness or or god or or whatever there's some sort of grand architect of the universe that this is a part of it where it directs or interacts with us in a way that makes us question things or maybe it just likes to mess with us you know like there's a universal consciousness that we're a part of and this is an interaction that for some reason it finds enjoyable you know it could it could just be these are individual entities that we're dealing with 100% that could be true but I, I think there's also the possibility that there is a, a larger consciousness at play that for some reason engages in these sorts of activities. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. No, no, I, I like that. I think that's interesting. I think, um, uh, so uh, have you seen the movie Interstellar? I have not. Okay, so Interstellar has a great scene. This isn't a spoiler or anything where one of the scientists, one of the astronauts, uh, describes black holes, right, and how they... Um, between you know space time they uh you know he has a flat sheet of paper and he he, he draws a circle right and he says you know from um he, he what's he, what he then does is he folds the paper and he says the easiest way is to go through the paper right and he, and he talks about folding you know the dimension um i've always wondered uh are these tricksters or the element or the events that we see a side effect of what that you know if there is a higher consciousness you know uh, like you describe, if the whatever methodology is used to interact with us on our plane of existence, what if the side effects of that interaction are the phenomena that people witness? Right. You know? Um, yeah. And, and there's also this whole idea that these things are only happening in our heads. This, this especially comes up with UFO and ghost phenomena, 
where these things are being projected into our heads and they aren't real in a physical sense, but they are real in the sense that they're happening in our heads and there's a, a, an outside force putting that there. You know what I mean? Yes. I, so I love that. And I think you saw me about to comment, but I don't want to cut you off. So yes. So that's another thing. So um, instead of it being a, uh, so what I described previously being, uh, you know, a, a basically a side effect of whatever that phenomena is, what if it's just, um, so I think of it as a, um, as a, any sensor, right? So you have a sensor in your car that, uh, measures water temperature, right? Um, or your, your engine temperature or how much gas you have in your gas tank. What if we, so we, we perceive our surroundings and I know we've d discussed this before by our five senses, correct? Um, what if these, uh, phenomena are just a different type of, uh, media for lack of a better term. And we don't sense it exactly, uh, how, how it actually is. It's true. It's nature. So our bodies or our minds interpret it the best we can with, uh, and right. that's how it manifests in our head. So now that's interesting. Yeah. I just, I think there's a lot to unpack there. Um, and, and it, again, you know, kind of taking the opposite point of view, it could also just be that the nature of these extraterrestrial, interdimensional, spiritual, ultra-terrestrial be beings is that they kind of mess with us a little bit. And there's nothing to say that that's wrong either because mm. the reality is we just don't know. And that's the thing with a lot of this stuff. Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. there, there are people who may be experts, quote-unquote, who've done a lot of research but nobody really understands or knows what's going on. You know, you can talk about a, a John Keel or somebody who has just totally devoted a lifetime of research to that stuff, this stuff. But the more we learn, it's like the less we know, mm -hmm. you know, and that's very true of, uh, um, like Fort, you know, if you read Fort's books, um, he was a very early re researcher in a lot of this stuff. And for the time he lived in, he had some really cool theories. But now we look at what we've experienced since then, and some of his ideas, like there's a giant ocean in the sky where rocks are falling out of, we know is not quite correct, you know? So, and that doesn't mean that the things he researched were any less legitimate. It just means now we know maybe we need to view his findings through a different lens. Yeah. I want to say, um, so, yeah, uh, so for the, our listeners, they can't see what I'm doing right now, but can, I'm, I'm holding up my phone, uh, right now. I want you to imagine, uh, someone th 500 years ago, right? If I was to, you know, slip through time in 500 years, give them a charged iPhone. What do you think they would say? Right. And nothing because your minds would be scrambled from the 5G. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, the uh, and <laughs> God, um, the we would have created a rip through space time where we have now infected our past with 5G. No, um, it, I, it's they would only be able to comprehend it through the lens of what they know and what they understand and what they are able to comprehend, right? Um, uh, the even 30 years ago, right, or 50 years ago, like if you were to say that we ever, you know, a lot more majority of people are now cyborgs, right? Because we are tied to these things, um, not 
anatomically, but we are tied to these phones and, you know, they're like our pocket brains. Um, what would they say? Um, they, we, you can only uh, understand uh, the phenomena that it goes into your head by the frame of reference that you have uh, created from your experience. Um, so th- how do we know that the, the so-called trickster phenomena that folks have experienced isn't just a kind of phenomena that, that may be understood later in the evolution of you know, our species or uh, so on and so forth. That also assumes that you know the 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 linear construct of time is the end all be all of all uh, dimensional existence, which we do not have the proof. Uh, from our understanding, you know, we are we go through a linear passage of time, and that's the reality that live in we live in. But uh, it's very interesting to think about other dimensions where time is not. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a field. It's a uh, dimension that can be manipulated, just like how we can manipulate the the, the two dimension of paper, right? So, um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. It's a very, uh, dis- uh, it's such a wide topic that you know, uh, I think it takes more than an episode to talk about. But um, the, I think it's a, also a great summation to a, a good season. I think because it, uh, each of our elements have included that high strangeness. Uh, trickster mentality i keep my mind keeps going back to the the monkey man right like come on that this is perfect for that right like it's a great example and i mean if we can talk about time for a second i mean correct me if i'm wrong but from what little we do understand about time we know that as you approach the speed of light time slows down and if you surpass the speed of light time slows down even more and may even move backward you know, we, we've slowed down time at the atomic level from, if I'm remembering co- correctly, like stuff like this has happened. So the idea of time being purely linear is not something that we can really say we understand for sure. I don't, I don't think we understand time at all. Yeah. No, I think so. I, I'm not, I don't know about um, um, regarding the... Uh, one of the comments you said regarding, uh, you know, the slowage of time or um, I, I know that it's possible. I just um, it's uh, all relative. Right. So um, and I don't right. know anything about relativity or anything like that. I just, you know, from my, again, I after I watched that movie Interstellar, I really got into um, a, an associated book. It's called The Science of Interstellar. And it was written by the guy who was like one of the um, consultants, uh, scientific, scientific consultants for the uh, movie. And it's all uh, gra- time is caused by gravity. Right. Um, so it's very interesting, very interesting to think of, uh, you know, we we are bound by this thing that is not the same across the universe. Uh, the uh, and it's very readily explain uh, demonstrated. Uh, I don't want to keep talking about the movie, but, you know, uh, there's passages in time that are relative to which pl- planet you're on. Right. Um, and I think you'd really appreciate that movie, by the way, Ken. But it's it's very. Yeah. Oh, I think you'll really appreciate it. Um, but it's interesting because when it, when we're talking about this trickster trickster uh, um, phenomena, we we think about all these different and it's pervasive throughout all cultures throughout time. Um, you, you, it really makes you think of what what is the consistent uh, what is the consistent nature of the phenomena or what causes that phenomena to be consistent uh, throughout you know our various parts of history. Okay. So um, I'm going to change the subject a little, if you're okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
So, in case you didn't know, right now we're talking about the idea of is there a trickster element to the paranormal? So, we, we've talked a, a, a good bit about um, the idea of a higher consciousness and we got into time a lot there. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is just grainy footage. Why can't we get a clear picture of a lot of this stuff, whether it's you know, Sasquatch or UFOs or ghosts or whatever. Um, one thing that I bring up, if you've ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch, which is going to be a, a whole episode on itself. It could probably be multiple episodes. I know Astonishing Legends did like a six-part series on Skinwalker Ranch. Like it's a whole thing. Um, I've got the book Hunt for the Skinwalker. Um, but one of the things they did at Skinwalker Ranch was set up cameras uh, to try to look for unexplained events. And when something weird did happen, everything came out. Everything was perfectly clear before it and after it. But when something strange did happen, it came out blurry, um, marked out, unable to see it. And you see this over and over again with people who say, oh, I got it. I, I saw a cryptid. I saw a ghost. I saw a UFO. And the picture comes out terrible for no reason. With maybe the exception of the Patterson-Gimlin film, which would be a totally separate episode. A lot of people say that's grainy, but for 1970 on a recording camera, probably not so bad. Um, but yeah, so you get these grainy pictures of these entities. So what do you think about that, Moose? So I think there, there's a couple of things there. So, uh, the, of course, technological uh, advancements. Recent, I think we, recently we've seen a lot better videos. Um, there's also the idea of user error, right? So the people that are uh, taking these videos may or may not be experts on the technology that they're using. I'll give you an example. I kind of sent you a video the other day uh, from uh, early, early in the morning. It was around five in the morning. I walked out. It was you know pitch black, um, uh, beautiful night out. I saw a satellite come, uh, you know, going across the sky, and I took a video of it. Um, and sent it to you. Now my hands were moving in that video, so I, you could very well think that there, the the streaming uh, ball of light that was going across the sky was actually moving in zigzag patterns. Which, as we know, we you know we understand that uh, you know a a telltale sign of UFOs that we've seen is like the you know the 90 degree movement. I could have uh, published that and said uh, you know that's a UFO move, uh, UFO video. Um, so there might be an element of that as well, right? Um, observational uh, realities versus captured realities. Um, the other thing that I think of is if these are conscious entities or whatever, um, and they're a part of that high strangeness that we're talking about, we it's, if we say that it's the high strangeness is affecting the fabric of reality, that the capturing technology is also a part of that reality so what's to say that through whatever medium that it doesn't inter interact with that as well if it's a conscious entity how do we know that it doesn't want to be caught and it just messes with the video that way so i think it's uh, a lot of many different uh, many different possibilities yeah i agree with all of that and i also think that there's um an interesting kind of related phenomenon when you talk about ghost hunting where when you go into a supposedly haunted location and uh, you have all your equipment, your, your video cameras are all charged up, your regular cameras are all charged up, your laptops are charged up, and all of a sudden you go in there and they die. And something strange happens right after that. Um, you know, I think that's, that's related. And it's, you know, maybe there's something about that electromagnetic energy that this stuff kind of draws on. 
And when it manifests, it, it drains that power. Or it reduces the uh, power or effectiveness of whatever you're using to try to catch it. Um, it could be that simple, you know. Um, it's all very, very strange. Um, do you have any other grainy footage comments? Uh, no, no, I think that I think that captures it pretty well. Okay. All right. Well, poltergeists. Um, poltergeists are kind of the archetypal trickster beings of the paranormal world. They open doors, they move objects, they lose objects, maybe they even set things on fire, put fires out, um, cause all kinds of disruptions. Um, poltergeists seem to be tricksters by nature. And there's a lot of theories about poltergeists, and we won't get into all that tonight. Um, we could do a whole episode just on poltergeists. Um, but from a trickster element or trickster, trickster perspective, they definitely seem like something that is messing with us, you know, like they're trying to F with us. And the question is, what are they, you know, are they spirit, you know, are they dead people or are they non-human entities? Um, of course we just don't know. Um, but they certainly, every poltergeist story definitely lends credence to the idea of a trickster because that's essentially what they are. I would say uh, one thing, um, Ken, is from my understanding, uh, poltergeists are um, sometimes are described as manifestations of um, an individual's uh, uh, energy, right? So they are created from, uh, you know, like self negative uh, not negative thoughts that's a terrible way to put it geez psychic um, energy from emotional distress exactly the way it's usually put yeah exactly yeah so um the for that specifically i'd be interested in to seeing like so is it um so that's because of negative energy i wonder if you could extrapolate and say that these trickster of occurrences occur from uh energy period like emotional energy period right and the nature right. of those is sometimes you know by you know anchoring bias if you you know if you have that negative energy you may be more likely to report negative consequences right um right. but I, so i wonder like and i'm not saying i believe in any of this i'm just saying like hypothetically uh the uh, you know you couldn't take those steps into saying uh that if that is the case then uh like the trickster the trickster phenomena is just a the second or third degree stage of uh that phenomena yeah that could be um and that really gets into you know do we have some kind of underlying psychic energy as people period you know and and that would have to be the answer to that i guess really mm -hmm. um but if not then you know is there an outside trickster force and and even if it is even if it is something of our own energy that doesn't rule out some sort of uh in intervention by an outside being yeah. i guess is, is what i would yeah, say it's not black uh, or white yeah it's, i agree with you you know we can't control obviously most of us can't control that energy if we have it so What's to say that something else isn't influencing it? Yeah. I don't know. No. All right. What about synchronicities? How often do things seem to line up, especially this especially becomes true in the paranormal realm. You know, you talk about synchronicities where 
things just kind of seem to fit together all of a sudden for no reason. Um, and they can really kind of lead you to the next step, you know, of whatever it is that you're looking into. Um, I guess I've had a few synchronicities in my life. Nothing really super strange. You know, a lot of stuff is like, you know, I'm looking into something and then all of a sudden I'll hear a radio show on it or a podcast on it or something like that. Um, but when you talk about people who get really deep into the paranormal, they report a lot of synchronicities. Um, you know, if you're familiar with like the Hellier uh, television show or documentary, um, a lot of synchronicities happen there. Um, Skinwalker Ranch, a lot of synchronicities. Um, just things that seem to line up. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Moose. So, so I think part of it could just be um, kind of like going back to the, the discussions we had about like the mass, you know, like groupthink, mass hysteria, collective consciousness stuff from the monkey episode. Um, mm -hmm. I think also, though, we could think about, you know, the, I think there's a certain power to collective thought, period, right? Like, so, um, when they're, and it doesn't necessarily have to be between people. It can be within one person, right? So our experience, like I, I'm thinking of deja vu, right? Like we think that, oh, like we felt like we've felt like we felt a particular way before or had a particular experience before that, you know, then that could be um, associated with, you know, if it's a paranormal phenomena, some sort of synchronicity in terms of like the, what the experience or felt, um, I think we see that commonly in uh, abduction stories, but also within different, uh, you know, groups of individuals that experience something. Um, the, uh, again, I keep going back to Rendlesham, with the, which I think I will have to do an episode on. Um, but, you know, that experience of multiple uh, individuals experiencing different parts of the phenomena, I think that it really goes back to what we said earlier of we, potentially if that is uh, whatever entity, if it's a single entity or if it's not even an entity at all, that action of interaction with us on our dimension may just be the side effect of um, uh, the synchronicity may be the side effect of that interaction, if that makes sense. I think that ties in very well with um, the uh, what we described earlier with whether it's a from the perspective of the actual interaction causing it or our ability to uh, experience uh, that phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all very good. Um, kind of to wrap this up, one of the last things I had here was little people. And this is something that I would like to do a whole episode on because there's a lot to unpack here. But if you look at stories and myths from around the world, whether it's the Fae of Europe or the many types of little people from Native American society like the Pugwudgies, um, basically these small mischievous beings that interact with humanity in various ways. And, and I see you laughing, but there are reports of these beings up through modern times. Um, and some of them have some really interesting characteristics in common with the greys. I'm just going to throw that out there. There's, there's some serious okay. 
commonalities between gray abductions and little people experiences. Um, I just maybe wouldn't call them little people for the sake of the podcast. Well, I get that. Um, but we did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so fairies, fae, um, I don't know what else to call them if we don't want to call them little people. Um, but definitely Small entities. strange beings mm-hmm. that have coexisted with humanity throughout our experience at least in, in our lore and legends. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts there. No, I was just going to say, interesting, you brought up the greys and stuff. I mean, I, 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 this is, has nothing to do with this, but um, have you heard the theory that, like, the greys could just be, like, the AI of aliens? <laughs> like, AI so advanced that they're just kind of the worker bees? Yeah, no, actually, I have. Um, actually, a pretty common theory that they're androids or robots or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. That would be interesting, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, again, it would make sense in, in the event of like high strangeness, you know, paranormal activity going on that if it is, if it has to do the fabric yeah. of our dimension, then it would, it would make sense that something like that would also show up. Yeah. Well, Moose, I think uh, what it kind of comes down to me is we are but a cog in the machine of universal consciousness. We really don't know what's going on, whether there is a singular higher power controlling things or if there are multiple entities messing with us. We just don't know. If you had to ask me, do I think that there is a trickster element to the paranormal? I would say 100% yes. Yeah, I mean, I w- as long as it's not like I, I wouldn't I don't think it's like a single entity that like, uh, you know, has a uh, intention one way or the other, but yeah, I can say that there's um, you know some sort of mischievous trickster element to the paranormal. I think that's fair to say, hundred percent. Yeah, I think so too. And you know what? Honestly, it doesn't matter wh- whether it's a overarching being or many little beings. Fact is that it's real, and it's outside of our ability to comprehend right now. So. Well, it is, as, it is. The, as the skeptic, I will say that if it's real, then yes. If, if you believe it. Or maybe not. In I, any case, I am ever the... Uh, before we sign off for no, the season? No, no, no. I think that was a good season. Uh, that was fun. Honestly, I really think that was a fun a fun project that we. Uh, I'm excited to continue. Um, I, I'll tell you guys this. I mean, everyone, everyone listening, uh, obviously I'm the biggest skeptic. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm probably actually believe like 1% of what we, and which I've demonstrated throughout the podcast, I, I believe maybe 1% or 10% of what we recorded, but I will say this, uh, sometimes I, it, it is better to take a step back and just consider the opposite right what whatever it is whether you're thinking of something political whether you're thinking of something like paranormal whether it's a professional thing you just can't figure out why the other person thinks the way they think you know i i think it's a good thought experiment to at least put yourself in the other person's shoes and try to go through the thought experiments that they do um and or not thought experiments maybe the thought uh you know the thoughts that they go through, the the logic that they go through, and I think uh, it, you, you get to ex- at least discover some pretty pretty awesome things. So thank you for listening. Yeah, and uh, 
I'll be the opposite. Uh, I probably believe in like 80% of what we talked about, but uh, that's all right. It's okay to disagree. Um, this this stuff is fun to talk about, whether you believe in it or not. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's interesting. And in some level, at some level, this stuff is all real. Somebody believes that somebody believes they've encountered it or they're a really good BSer, either one. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Season 1 of Spectral Phenomena. We are your hosts, Mustafa Sadiq and Ken Sanner. We appreciate you listening. Find us on Facebook. Give us a like. Rate and review our podcast on the app of your choice. And if somebody out there is listening, we'll be back in a few months for Season 2 of Spectral Phenomena. Good night, everybody. Be safe.